When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm starting to get this Robbins vibe of feeling too optimistic. Like it's some sort of jinx, and I don't believe in the jinx. There's a lot of things happening, and I think it's moving in a positive direction. I'll just leave it at that for the start. Let's dive right in. I'm not quite sure what we're going to hear first. What is this? Uh, Well, Joe Biden... Uh, weighed in on the economic outlook, which isn't very good, but he's trying to sell it because, oh, we got this GDP report for the third quarter, 2.6% growth. Doesn't ever want to mention that, uh, well, people are not spending their own money anymore. It tends to be uh, exports that really ramped it up, and that's just because of the narrowing trade deficit, uh, which is kind of a one-off thing. I mean, the economy didn't really grow but the top line number shows that, so they're just gonna they're gonna really rush to the midterms with that message, counting on people to not read the fine print and media to not tell them that that's well, that's what's probably going to happen. But right. the wave is coming anyway. But well, I, I think so, mainly because it doesn't matter if you read the fine print. If you go to Walmart, you know it sucks out there. Of course, I mean people people, people know their bank account balances don't lie. If people are not brainwashed by this point in time, they know legacy media is lying to them. Okay? You have to go somewhere else to get the real story. People are waking up to that more and more all the time, especially independents. So you can keep selling this and trying to shield this administration from the truth. That's fine, but people are going to know. Yeah. So Joe's trying to sell it as this is great news. Yeah, during an interview with News Nation, he said prices were actually coming down, even though they're really not. And then he started talking about Raisin Bran. Excuse me? <laughs> what? And we're doing a whole lot of other things. And by the way, the food prices, the main driver of food prices, is not the price of beef and eggs, et cetera, although they're up. It's packaged goods. Packaged goods. You're going to see people not buying Kellogg's 
uh, raisin bran, which you're going to see them buy another raisin bran, which is going to be a dollar cheaper. I mean, so what's happening is there is real movement. We're better positioned than any country in the world, any major country in the world. And our economy is growing and it's still in a, a place where it's leveling out in a ra rational means. The other thing is that okay. I think you're going to see that yeah. people are looking to uh, say, wow, price not only gas is down, but the price of I'm not getting charged for overdrafting my checks. I'm not getting charged. For, there's all kinds of things we're doing. What? So, so, what is that? What? So the economy is growing but leveling out. Uh, food prices are coming down, but people are buying off-brand raisin bran. Right. None of this makes sense. Mm -hmm. And okay. it's it, it look it's hard to lie under normal circumstances. Senility doesn't make that easier. What's the check bouncing thing? I don't know what that is. They're trying to have, or I guess they're having new uh, regulations on overdraft fees. So I can bounce as many checks as I want, and there's no penalty. Well, I guess you're just not going to get you know overdraft fee after overdraft fee after overdraft fee. But I mean oh, that really okay. doesn't matter. When, you know, the cost of food is what it is. The cost of gas is what it is. The cost of heating your home this winter is what it is. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, see, hey, look, you can go into the negative easier now. That Well, that no, sucks. That's so dumb. Yeah. Well, he also said families are better off. Their net worth's better. It's not. And, oh, by the way, when I took office, gas was five bucks a gallon. Yeah. <sighs> what? And because of the action we've taken... Gas prices are declining. We're down a dollar twenty-five since the peak at this summer, and they've been falling for the last three weeks as well. As well, and adding up real savings for families. Today, the most common price of gas in America is three dollars and thirty-nine cents. Okay, down from over five dollars when I took office. What? <laughs> Do you remember when we lived in a world where if a president said something like that, that's easily provable as a lie it would be all over the place yeah dude hardly anyone's talking about that because well that's joe he's senile oh, I, but he's gonna say some stuff that he's gonna get stuff mixed up it doesn't matter if you call it uh senility or a lie or whatever it's just it kind of rolls yeah I, i'm also not five dollars i'm also going to go out on a limb and say that this backs up my accidental time traveler theory again <laughs> no, that's even you're right, David. Because maybe, maybe like maybe he's also like transdimensional, right? So so maybe it's possible that I don't know. Uh, in another world, he took over after. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe maybe when he took over, gas was over five dollars a gallon. Well, being trans is very Tony right now. Uh, right. So. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Was it was it like two thirty at the time when he took over? Two fifty tops. Yeah, two. Yeah, I was right thinking right. like two thirty five somewhere in there. Yeah. It depends on what state you were in at the time, but going by the average, five dollar gallon. Uh, okay, uh, of course, one of the big stories out there, uh, Elon Musk has taken over Twitter. Yes, he has. Uh, so far, have you liked what you've seen? Heck yeah! At least from the stories that are out there. Can I tell you why? Because yes. it's making the far left nuts. Anything that makes them crazy and their heads on fire and they're jumping around and screeching and yelling. Dude. I love it. <laughs> yes. It's all over the that United part, States I, right now. I sincerely enjoy that. Yes. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> Musk immediately fires the CEO, Rog 
Agrawal. And he's a great guy. Yeah. The CFO. And Vijaya God, head of legal policy, trust, and safety. Gone, gone, gone. Well, and that person was responsible for booting a lot of people off of Twitter. Yeah. And so now there is this just massive amount of leftists that are weeping and wailing. There's gnashing of oh, teeth. God, it's ridiculous. It's like the gates of hell opened on this site. Yeah, that, that was Taylor Lorenz. Yeah, which is weird because I, I didn't, I, I haven't noticed anything. I don't tweet. I'm on Twitter, but I don't tweet. Um, and I have not noticed any increase other than the people I follow are just making fun of people who are freaking out right. about it. It's not... It's not like all of a sudden a bunch of Nazis came out of the woodwork and were like, we are back. Thank you, Elon Musk. It, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's, it's mainly people just making fun of people like Taylor Lorenz, this lady who makes a living cyber-stalking teenagers and thinks she's one of the good guys. Weird. One of my favorites. Well, oh, go ahead. One of the first things I noticed and when I went on Twitter and I, I w- couldn't help it, man. I was laughing my head off because you remember when they had the rules and all of a sudden they made the rule, you cannot say groomer. If you're talking about teachers, get caught, with kids, whatever, you can't say groomer. Mm-hmm. You'll violate the rules and you'll get booted, right? Mm-hmm. Libs of TikTok. It was the first tweet that I saw when I went on. And it said, groomer, 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 groomer. There was this whole... <laughs> Dude, I was dying. <laughs> absolutely hilarious and there were a lot of people that were certainly on that and just as a reminder you know the ceo of twitter prague agarwal huh do you remember when he was talking about free speech do you remember this guy being on top of the world our role is not to be bound by the first amendment but our role is to serve a healthy public conversation and our moves are reflective of things that we believe lead to a healthier public conversation. The kinds of things that we we do to what about this is to focus less on thinking about free speech, but thinking about how the times have changed. Oh. Mm-hmm. One of the changes today that we see is speech is easy on the internet. Most people can speak. Where mm-hmm. our role is particularly emphasized is who can be heard. Oh, yeah. we'll yeah. pick and choose. Right. Mm-hmm. Who can be heard? That sort of thing. Well, you're fired, Bob. Yeah. Well, Get out. aren't they got a gut like how much percentage of the workforce too? He, he 70%, said percent, seventy-five is what was reported. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good news is those people can learn how to make solar panels and code. <laughs> By the way, and we can get to this later, real quick. The one person that posted what their day at work was I like at that. Twitter. Holy yeah. Cow. There was no work done. It was like getting the coffee and then hanging out. Yoga. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was like you were on vacation. Right. It's like a spa. Yes. Yeah. And it's still, man, with all these people at Twitter saying before Elon Musk comes in, hey, we have some demands here. Yeah. We don't want any of this to change, okay? And we don't want to be discriminated against. And we demand respect. We demand it. Do you know how this works? Obviously not. No. But And Musk, by the way, did say that it's not going to become a free-for-all hellscape. 
And again, he had the message to the advertisers. This was about civilization where there's an open marketplace of ideas, paraphrasing, you know, basically what he wants to see out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it'll be interesting because it hasn't made money in a while. But a lot of people are saying "Eh, it could fail, but I wouldn't bet against Elon Musk figuring this out. Interesting. And all the people that bought electric cars ended up funding the takeover of Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I just think it's, it's true too. I think it's really funny that um, the whole thing really started when a satire website posted that Rachel Levine, the trans person at Health and Human Services, was the man of the year. They get banned, and then Elon Musk is like, "Should I buy Twitter? Huh, I think I'm going to buy it. I think I'm going to do this," and he straight up yes. went Caddyshack on him. It's remarkable. I might just buy this dump. And he did. This is going to be fun. No doubt about it. Man, big news from the sports world today. Yeah, huh? This is final now, David? Apparently, Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen have, uh, have divorced. Wow. Mm. And Brady just lost, what, third game in a row last night? Yeah. For the first time and I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not like I'm looking to get on a high horse, but here's the one thing that goes through my mind about this. This is like the moment that if you're a dad, you have a son, and you look at Tom Brady as the GOAT, right, the greatest of all time. Isn't the message, hey, man, you know, being a good husband and dad is more important than another season. He made the wrong choice. Because isn't that the report? She said, listen, you retire and spend time with us or we're done. Yeah. And he made the choice. What else does that guy have to prove? Nothing. Nothing, really. Other I than mean, to destroy his, his legacy by being really terrible on the field, which he has been this year. Well, I mean, listen. In society, isn't it better to give the message being a good husband and dad is more important than, what, another ring in his situation? That those are the things that we should hold in higher regard than what we do a lot of the time. (laughs) She's all always out earned him like two to one. Well, you know the America's middle relievers getting hot right now. Pete Davidson's been seen in the bullpen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That guy's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Oh oh, yeah. If if that really happens. All right, man. There's a lot to get to. Um the desperation from the left. Biden says the checks are going to be go out in the next couple weeks. We're going to try to pay it about that much more coming up right here. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Ah! Oh, hold it. It's going to be okay. Wow. It's just Elon Musk took over Twitter. <laughs> yes. It's not the end of the world for crying out loud, but I understand people oh. on the left are freaking out. <laughs> Man. Different my... publications. Yeah. Wow. Uprocks. Who's that? The writer, Mike Redman? 
I don't think any of us are prepared how quickly this whole site is about to go down. It's a miracle flames aren't shooting out of it already. <laughs> One of my that, That's a real quote. Right. One of my favorites Holy is uh, Tristan Snell. He's some, you know, lib nut job who said, stay. Like, because a bunch of people are saying they're going to quit Twitter. Okay, sure. Bet you are. Uh, he said, stay. Hold your ground like a Ukrainian. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these people have no idea how hilarious they are. The left is Professor Jeff Jarvis. The sun is dark. This is an emergency, exclamation mark. Twitter's to be taken over by the evil Sith Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Good goodness. Lord. All right, so uh, switching oh, gears, Joe Biden man. said what's coming out in the next couple of weeks? Oh, yeah, well, the university bailout is held up in court right now, but Joe Biden seems to think that people will be getting student loan debt payments very soon in the form of checks in the mail, maybe even before the midterms, huh? This was with that interview with uh, News Nation. We're going to win that case. It's, I think in the next two weeks you're going to see those checks going out. That's my response. Uh, I don't think a lot of other people see it that way. No, I, I don't think so. In two weeks? Yeah, no kidding. Honestly, have you heard that from anybody else before? Well, no, and I, my understanding was it wasn't checks in the mail. It was just they were going to wipe it. Uh, white right. 10 grand or whatever you get off your balance again in any other time in our history if a president said something like that that would be a major story yeah like is that true that seems misleading well it does because it sounds like an insurance th check you get hail damage you get the check you don't have to necessarily get it fixed you can spend it on whatever you want <laughs> but yeah you know i mean you're getting checks in the mail what right it's, you know, down from over $5 when I took office. Yeah, gas was $5 when Joe took office. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's something else. Goodness gracious, man. That's just crazy to me. I don't know you saw this on a lighter note. Well, maybe not so light if you have a student in college. Uh, on average, college students suffer 102 booze-related consequences over four years. Oh. How many? 102. Oh, yeah, man. Wow. Just hardworking people who, who deserve some relief from the taxpayers. <laughs> <laughs> it, to be fair, some of those consequences mean hangovers. Well, yeah. Oh. So you're talking about four years of school. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be other things, too. But if you just put that at the lowest part of the, the bar there, I mean, you can understand how yeah. those numbers could add up. I don't think we need to talk about anybody's college experience well, during the I mean, show, do we? I'll just say this, you know, I you're nobody's going to have to pay back any of my student loan debt, so cuz I didn't have any debt coming out of school. No. You got a full but, ride, didn't you? A booze-free ride? But I, <laughs> I consumed more booze than anyone. There, there, right. there was one caper where I accidentally locked myself inside my apartment. <laughs> Are you serious right now? I, yeah. Really? Well, what happened I've was, never heard this all I closed, this time. So I slammed the door, or I closed it uh. too hard, and the strike plate broke. And so the door was actually stuck, so I had to crawl out the window. And there was a staircase in front of my window, so I had to, like, squeeze through the window frame and over the hand railing, which I'm sure looked very smooth. Yeah. That's incredible. Good times. 102 seems low now all of a yeah, sudden. Yeah, yeah. Weird. 
in four years. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know what we got to get to? <laughs> Iconic Navy SEAL just said, buckle up, mother effers. You know what he's talking about? We will get to that and much more coming up right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the Millennial, David Van Camp, and the Sexy Boomer. That is Scott Robbins. Okay, man, so much to get to. And the, oh, golly. <laughs> a lot of that today. There's a lot of freaking out mm-hmm. from the left about Elon Musk taking over Twitter. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Um, I mentioned an iconic Navy SEAL. Said, buckle up, mother bleepers. Yep. Robert J. O'Neill. Navy SEAL who killed Osama bin Laden? Yep. <laughs> That's what he said. Elon Musk just fired the top people. <laughs> Buckle up, because <laughs> here we go. <laughs> there are so many people very happy about this. You were just telling me off air, Scott. There are others saying this isn't going to be even that big a deal. There are some people that claim it won't be that big a deal. I think those are people that are hoping that it won't be that big of a deal. I'm not hoping one way or the other. I don't know what the end result will be. Oh, none of us do. I mean, that, that's but at least there's light somewhere right now. Maybe. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. Why do you say maybe? You don't see that there's at least this is a good thing? Oh, I, I, don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I'm not, like, against any of it. I think it's really funny watching the reaction. But I, I, I tend to more settle in the camp, and I could be completely wrong about it that there are some conservatives who will be very disappointed in the long run and Mm -hmm. some people on the left who will be mildly but gratefully surprised. I I don't know how much of a sea change this is going to be in the end. Maybe it will be a huge one. Again, I don't know. We don't know. But uh, I'll tell you what, man. Um, Like in the next 20 minutes, I'll play you a piece from Darren Beatty from Revolver News. And the way he lays it out, it is like a huge change, like important for civilization type change. Whoa. <laughs> Did you see Robin's <laughs> yeah, eyes get big? Like, well, yeah. yes, I was taken aback when he said yeah, that, but, okay. but I'll right. let him lay that out. Yeah. But yes, Musk, you know, has already fired the top people there, including the person that censored the Hunter Biden story. Mm-hmm. And the banned conservative accounts and the CEO that said, yeah, free speech is not all that important to us. You know, something David has said for a long time now, and it was brought to my attention, too, by some other people in comments I was reading, is that where are these newsrooms going to get their leads for their stories now? Well, I think it'll if still be If, in fact, there. Musk does change the way things operate. Well, that, that's the thing. If Elon Musk follows through on what he's talked about, he's never talked about censoring liberal voices. It's been no. about not censoring things that might be damaging or uh, embarrassing to liberals. It's you know, free speech goes both ways. So I, I don't right. think I so. Agree. I personally think the best thing he could do is shut Twitter down for about a week, like just completely shut it down for about a week. Maybe wait till after the midterms so you don't get this like cascade of 
accusations that he's somehow manipulating the election, even though that's exactly <laughs> what Twitter did during a presidential election. Get Fauci election. to make the announcement, oh, though. I'm enjoying it too much to Get Fauci to make the announcement. Down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're going to exactly. shut down for two weeks, and then we're going to reopen. Yeah. I, I mean, really, just shut it down and watch how quickly news media changes because they are reliant on Twitter. That's where, I mean, like the horse-whipping lie yeah, that yes. happened. That would never have made national news with the Border Patrol last year where the allegation was that they were whipping Haitian migrants at the border. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen. Um, that was totally fake news. That never would have been a national story had it not been for Twitter disinformation from the left. And, yes. And it, well, one of the yeah. things he also said that he was going to change, not just he was going to allow people back on the platform, but also the algorithms yeah. and how things show up in news feeds because he's already fired the engineers and he brought in the Tesla engineers to oversee the algorithms for a more fair playing field. I think that's going to be pretty effective. I'm hoping well, they always bring in their own people. They trust, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, and dude, we already knew from Twitter, from the undercover stuff, those people can't be trusted. Mm -hmm. It was about agenda more than anything yeah. else. Mm -hmm. So more on that in a little bit. Meanwhile, uh, Joe Biden is out there. I mean, midterms are coming up. He's not <laughs> wanted in too many places, but he was out there yesterday talking about a lot of things, trying to sell his party and saying people are actually better off now, even with inflation? Yeah, this is really weird. He was doing an interview with uh, News Nation, and he was asked, hey, you know, you got record inflation going on. People are really struggling. Wage Real wages are going down. Um, why should anyone vote for Democrats in the midterms? Okay. Because it's not record inflation anymore. I'm bringing it down. Look what we inherited. I inherited 6.5% unemployment. It's down to 3.5%. We had, we lost Come about 600, we lost hundreds of thousands of manufacturing jobs. Time out. Do you think people buy that when he says that? I think some people do, yes. Yeah, But so So when he says they created jobs, I mean, there have been some fact checkers in the media who have actually called him out on that, saying, well, no, the job they went gained, back to work right have really you're just replacing the jobs that were lost because of pandemic related shutdowns and the economy was rebounding when he took over it was it, mm -hmm. and in large part because these evil red science denying states were reopening quicker <laughs> than places like california illinois and new york and and, mm -hmm. and so this is a total lie when you talk about record job creation it it's an absolute lie Already goes on. We've created over 600,000, 700,000 manufacturing jobs. Things are moving. As that report showed, that you have people who are now in a position where the combination of pay raises and job security, they're now in a better off, even with inflation, than they were before it. Again, everyone's gone backwards. Yeah, you, you, you can talk about the low unemployment rate and all that stuff, but when you're struggling, to pay your bills every month, which more people are right now, and when your income has gone backwards in real terms, your buying power has gone away, you don't care what some data geek at the White House says, much less what some senile president has to say. You know he's lying. <laughs> you do. And listen, man, it, it's little things to me. Because if you have a family that says, you know what, 
because of the cost of inflation, we may not be able to take a trip between Christmas and New Year's. And I think the reaction for a lot of people would be, oh, that's real sad. Some people don't ever get to take a vacation. Right. But by them not taking a vacation, where they were going to go, that affects the economy there. Okay. And then you have people that don't get to ever take a vacation. They're in worse shape. You're not going to sell that to people and have them believe it. I'm trying to think of what demographics like, yeah, you know what? I'm way better off when you're talking about a big percentage Mm -hmm. that could help swing the election. But, I mean, they're desperate. They got nothing. We've gone over this a million times. When you go through individual issues, they're upside down, you know, everywhere you look. They're losing the Hispanic voters. They're losing black voters. But as we were reminded by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the Democratic Party has never even tried with Latino voters. Haven't even tried. <laughs> yeah. What, what was yeah. The, this was on Pod That's Save great. America, right, where she starts talking about it. Right. And, and she says, by the way, it's not Latino voters that we're losing. It's, it's right. young men. Well, yeah, because young yeah. men have seen what is supposed to be the woke left's version of the modern man, and they realize it makes them miserable. Yes, it was interesting to me because on that podcast, she's talking to three white dudes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right? well no. Like, like she's pandering even to them. Well, well, dude, I mean, you've seen woke progressive ideology and the people who are most adherent to it are white people who think they know what's yes. best for black and brown people, which is incredibly racist. Yes, it totally is. But here's how the conversation goes. And, you know, I I can at least say with Latino voters, we've never tried as a party. Uh-oh. See, that early on in Robbins is tripped, by the way she well, said right Latino. Away, we do that. I don't know why, but that's... Latino. <laughs> the Democratic Party has not tried in, in terms of Latino electorates. And, I mean, where's our DREAM Act? Where is our immigration reform? And... Even recently with um, President Biden's uh, marijuana executive order, I very much applaud that he went there, but um, he exempted people who were convicted when the, if they were convicted while they were undocumented. And that mm. is 90 percent. Mm. We're looking at the, the overwhelming majority of mm-hmm. people who have been convicted that would benefit from that pardon have status like they have status complications so think about that that sounds a little racist shell shock sometimes when i hear that so like yeah think about what the message is there it's that well if you want to get the latino vote you got to understand that most of them are illegal and most of them like weed okay (laughs) it's been locked up for weed yeah like 90 percent of the Latino voters that are, you know, in jail, they're here illegally. Yeah, I'm a little upset she didn't say marijuana. <laughs> now, now you want to know where she gets that stat from, those numbers from? Because where? as usual, she ha- there's some accuracy in the numbers that she says, but she misapplies it completely. Um, so that number comes from a 2016 report from the U.S. Sentencing Commission. They drew data from 2013. And of that, most convictions for simple possession of marijuana happened along the border, and 94% of those along the border who were arrested were illegally in the country. But they weren't just popped for having weed. 
96% of those people, the vast majority of the people that she's talking about, were busted literally entering the country illegally as they were doing it. <laughs> so it's not it's it's not it's not like, oh yeah, this person was, you know, they were a hard working member of the community who was just out of status and right. they just happened to have a joint on them. No, these are people who were literally crossing into America illegally at the time. And they happen to have weed on them too. One other question, because this is AOC, Sandy Cortez from the suburbs yeah. that plays into this role of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah. And so as she's going along with you know her regular speech and as it irritates Scott, she says Latino, mm -hmm. that thing, yeah, that's accepted, David? Because I honestly, I don't know that you just kind of weave in and out with yeah, an accent it, on certain words. That, yeah, I mean, that really doesn't bother me as much as it bothers Scott at all. Yeah, it bothers me more than anything. I mean, it, well, it bothered people when she was protested at that town yeah. hall. Oh. And she's doing her dance moves, and people are getting irate. And then she goes into the accent at yeah. the end with the whole, this end, that whole thing. I'm, just not allowed, I'm not allowed to be in a room with the lights turn off. It gets a little... That's different than saying a Spanish word in a Spanish accent. That's, okay. That's, that's a character voice. Got it. That's, that's a totally different thing. I just kind of look at it as she's a poser. Oh, she totally the time. is. I mean, she, yeah. talks about, she talks about, you know, living in a, a color, uh, or I'm sorry, a community of color and growing up and all that stuff. And I'm like, dude, I've seen your, where you lived. Uh, by your metric... And my upbringing, I'm more of a person of color than you are. And I'm white. <laughs> so then that means you can say. Listen, listen, okay, escúcheme, everybody. See? That's what I'm just going to do. <laughs> there you go. You got that down. Uh, oh, gosh dang it. Okay, how big is the takeover of Twitter from Elon Musk? Is it civilizational? Is that a word? Because somebody's making that argument. We'll get to that much more coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, we talked a bit about Elon Musk buying Twitter. <laughs> okay, enough for her, my goodness. Mm, well. I know the freakout is all over the place. So, one of the points of conversation we had was, how big is this? Darren Beatty from Revolver News was on Tucker's show the other night, and he put it in some terms that I hadn't thought of before, where he's saying it's, like, this big of a deal, and I'll just... Let him say it. Well, Elon Musk has the potential to be a great man of history, and he has stepped outside of his designated role as glorified IT support for the regime, and he stepped into a very dangerous, high-stakes arena for a cause of civilizational importance. I think it's all, wow. of course, about the control 
of information. The question of whether we have free speech on what he calls a global public square is indeed of civilizational importance, and it's an existential threat to the crooks that control our regime. And in fact, it's such a threat that I predict if he goes through with this and does implement free speech on Twitter, Elon Musk and Twitter will be designated, in effect, the number one national security threat to the crooks in control of our regime. Okay. So I take that as, wow, um, that's interesting. And I look at somebody like Darren Beatty from Revolver News. All I know is anything that I've read that he's written so far mm-hmm. has turned out to be pretty much true. And I always take the attitude of, well, I'm not quite sure if what he's saying is real and that that's going to happen. But with a lot of people, you kind of follow it until they're wrong. So I don't know if he's right or not, but it's really interesting. And then he started talking about the bots issue with Twitter, because I think this gives maybe a clearer picture. Uh, There's been a lot of talk about bots, and bots aren't just automated uh, things promoting the latest cryptocurrency scam or even bots of foreign intelligence agencies. The truth is... Our intelligence agencies operating usually through cutouts and NGOs have played a huge role in influencing politics on every level precisely by gaming the system and social media platforms like Twitter. And Elon Musk, I think, really needs someone who understands the architecture of that censorship. There's an example, probably the greatest national security leak since Snowden, of how the censorship regime works. We talk about it on a recent piece at Revolver News that's available now. It's called the Integrity Initiative. And that's how it promotes this thing. But that's really interesting. Like, how much is that really controlling the conversation and the information we'll wait to see man it's fascinating and to see the left all freaking out let's admit it it's fun right now (laughs) this is the mark lecan camp and robin show Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, what's the story with Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul? Yeah, we're awaiting an update from law enforcement officials right now. But as the story goes, someone broke into their house and attacked Paul Pelosi, the husband of Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, attacked him with a hammer. And sources are saying that he was asking where Nancy was and tried to uh, tie Paul up. Uh, I guess, as like a hostage situation or something. Again, we're waiting for more details. They're a little bit fuzzy right now. And I I hate to be at this point, but at, this feels like a setup to me. Yeah. Do you really hate to be? I, I do, man, because it's like I don't want to just be one of those guys, but after everything we've seen over the last several years with the FBI getting involved, I, I guarantee this guy was known to the FBI. And with the FBI getting involved and in actually creating the plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, still open questions about 
Mm -hmm. I don't know who planted pipe bombs uh, the day before the Capitol riot. Yeah, we still don't know. And there's a lot of questions about the Capitol riot and who was involved in what and why certain things weren't done ahead of time. I mean, there's a lot of questions about this. And then here we are uh, less than two weeks away from uh, the midterm elections where Democrats have been making this all about abortion and our democracy in peril. And what? A- well, and it's been about desperation. Right. And I mean, how many times have we said that on the air this week? At least me. You can just see it. I mean, yeah. just outright lying. Saying, well, when I took Osmos, it's $5 a gallon. I mean, whatever it is, it's just outright lies. And then, and so listen, man, if this was a real attack and this really ha- happened, well, shoot, man, I, I think we all want to see the guy be okay. No one wants to see that. Yeah. Of course. But, yeah, if you, yeah. you're going to be honest, yeah, I thought Smollett first thing. I did. I'm like, okay, what's the deal? What is it? Did it really happen? Was it a setup? What are we talking about? I mean, I will be surprised. Did the guy yell MAGA? MAGA or Donald Trump. You know, something. And then we're going to have... Again, this is San Francisco we're talking about here. Well, well, yes, and I think within the hour we'll probably know. Yeah. Yeah, and my, my question is not so much was this guy, you know, some deranged MAGA bro or whatever. It could be that something really happened there and maybe he is and then the question is who was talking to him and who pushed him to do it that's what i'm kind of getting at here but Got it. It, but it is interesting to me that you're already starting to see some commentators on the left say well political rhetoric is what led to this the right needs to right. calm down and i'm just like dude let's set aside the congressional baseball practice shooting a couple years ago i mean or a few years ago for a second, let's just look at this year: terror attacks at pregnancy resource centers, yep. Catholic institutions. Guy mm-hmm. shows up Supreme at Brett Kavanaugh's judge. A guy shows yeah. up at Brett Kavanaugh's house with a gun. Flew across the country. Yep. Had a plan to kill him. Uh, someone tried to stab Representative Lee Zeldin at a campaign stop. Remember that he had the little like brass knuckle thing oh, that yeah. had points on the yeah. end. I mean, so and the FBI is worried about parents going to school board meetings. Yeah. It doesn't make sense because, okay, the other thing to play out here, if this is some political thing and the left's going to say the rhetoric, it's just it's it's gotten out of control. Most people on the right feel like, oh, my goodness, it's going to be a bloodbath here in a couple of weeks. Uh, The Democrats are going to lose and lose badly. They're going to lose the House and they're going to lose the Senate. That's the overwhelming feeling right now. Mm. So why would you hold Paul Pelosi hostage right now? Why would you do it at any time? Right. Makes no sense. I'm wondering, too. I assumed somebody like Nancy Pelosi would have would have armed guards 24-7. I would figure, yeah, there would be somebody that watching the That was just a weird place. thing that this guy was able to break into the house. Well, you think about... And assault Paul Pelosi. I mean... The mayor of Chicago has security all, all the, the time. time. A lot of these different people. Yeah. And I'm and just surprised the speaker, the, the, the speaker of the house didn't Yeah, it's have... weird. Yeah. We'll keep an eye on this. Yeah. I know. It's a strange, strange thing that this guy was able to not only get on the property, but into the home and assault the person who lived there without being detected. Yes. Very strange. Yeah. Uh, as we mentioned, one of the big stories, Elon Musk taking over Twitter. 
and the word is a lot of people that got booted from the platform are going to be allowed back. Mm-hmm. Mentioned earlier, libs of TikTok. First tweet I saw was their tweet, or her tweet, I should say, that just said groomer, 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 because that was one of the words that Twitter started saying. But that was over the line, and that breaches the contract rules that we have, and you're going to have to be booted from the platform. Mm-hmm. And I would guess Babylon B is going to get their Twitter uh, account back on now. Because I don't think they ever got back on, did they, David? Uh, no. And Elon Musk is a big fan of the Babylon B. Right. I think that's the whole thing that kind of ticked him off to begin with, mm-hmm. with the whole idea of buying Twitter. So we'll see. Um, World Series kicks off tonight. And I understand the World Series in American culture isn't what it used to be. Oh, I saw this story. Yep. But, it, you know, it's still a major sport. And, you know, it gets a lot of publicity and here we go from the ap headlined no u.s born black players on expected world series rosters right yep and so we're gonna bring race into it you're laughing already david well what are you you supposed to do is is this going to be like company softball team rule where you got to have like a certain number of women on every team or Mm -hmm. yeah you, Not quite sure. They're just there's a lot of work to be done. Is why? Basically, How? what the piece is saying. I, listen, man, I've read about this for years now, and at first, when you hear the problem is this, it's expensive, and kids don't have the opportunity because you know it takes equipment and it takes the space. So you're talking about inner city kids, and then you look at you know a lot of inner city spaces. Well, there are fields. Maybe if someone would donate the equipment. That was the thought for me maybe 10 years ago when I'm first reading about this. But as you go on, you know, with this story and the way it's laid out, they're talking about the way it used to be. And it mentions the 1983 World Series where Philadelphia was playing and Gary Matthews was playing. And it was, you know, you had Gary Maddox, Ken Singleton, Al Bumbry, uh, Joe Morgan, Eddie Murray. Matthew said there were quite a few of us, you know, and now it's like less than 7% of Major League Baseball players are black and something needs to be done. And they're talking about ways to do something about this. By the way, just I know it's anecdotal. One dude, college football player who happens to be black. We were talking about sports not long ago. I'm like, do you ever play baseball? He's like, yeah, as a kid, I hated it. My dad made me play. Couldn't catch the ball. Couldn't hit. He wanted me to play baseball. I hated it. <laughs> okay. Well, you can't. I'm not saying that's everybody's experience, but, uh, you know, sometimes other sports are more appealing to people. Yeah. Every kid has the opportunity to play baseball if they want to. Some don't want to. Okay. The other part of that that I keep thinking is, okay, it's, it's because of economics. No. Dude, the Dominican Republic, Puerto yeah. Rico. I mean, right. my goodness. I mean, Unbelievable baseball players all the time yeah. coming from those areas into Major League Baseball. Like, what, at 27% of Major League Baseball rosters? Mm-hmm. No one wants to celebrate that. You know what it is? Well, Major League Baseball takes advantage of those people. <laughs> There's always got to be a yeah, victim by with this crap. millions of dollars to play baseball. Yes. Well, no, it... They, there's, there's always talk about those guys who played in the Dominican as kids mm-hmm. coming up, and they use like 
milk cartons as gloves and yeah. you know broom handles as bats and and you know pop tops as balls. I mean, you know, they just played all the time. Yes. That's what they did. Well, I remember Carlos Martinez was doing this thing, I think with Yadier Molina of the St. Louis Cardinals cuz they do it the right way. And <laughs> sorry, man. Anyway, but they were taking anybody's donated gloves to take back. Yeah. For kids to have. Yeah. That sort of thing. Anyway, I, you look at a story like that and you just roll your eyes. Yeah. Well, I know what they're like, getting at. Yeah. They're what, getting at there's some sort of mass discrimination going on. But there but there which isn't. Of course, I mean, isn't true. If, there never is in athletics. If you go to You can play, you can go. Yeah, and the, and the reality is both culturally and then what where the opportunities really lie. I mean, things like the NBA and the NFL are way more popular. If you go to if you Absolutely. go to if you go to schools where it's majority black, um the baseball team a lot of times is non-existent or very bad because most of the athletes are playing basketball or football because that's more interesting. Yes, and a lot of those sports have become year-round right. or at least through many seasons. Yep. That's part of it. Speaking of race issues, you know the new Black Panther movie's coming out. I haven't uh, heard, really? Yes, you're joking right now. Of course I am. It's You Yeah. Every other spot is vote for me or Black Panther. That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, kind of forever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just so you know, Scott, because I know you're dying to go as a white dude, uh, don't go this weekend. Maybe next weekend, but Why? not this weekend. But what if I want to go this weekend? Well, I. What's wrong with that? Well, there's a black activist on TikTok, um, and. She just wants you to understand what your role is. My role? Yes, this weekend, if you're wanting to see the movie. Well, to support the product, I guess, would be the role, right? No, I'll let, I'll let her lay it out for if you. If you really want to prove to black people that you love us and you care about us and you are down for the cause, do not go see that movie opening weekend. You buy your ticket, you give it to a black person or a black family who can't afford to go. And then you go sit at that theater in front of the doors. You make sure that every black person in that theater can enjoy that movie in peace. You make sure. Okay, you guys, there's like a checklist. What is going on here? <laughs> what is that? What is that? <laughs> this has been taken down since. But you put it out there online. It's for everybody to see. Know your place, Whitey. Okay. Jeez. Buy the ticket. Do that. Give it away, and then you don't get to go home to your cushy White House or whatever it is. You sit outside the theater, and you play security guard, and you don't let any other person of color in there. You got it? Well, I'm not going to do that. Well, we're not we got 20 seconds left. I saw the first one in the theater. I'll see the second one in the theater, and if I want to go this weekend, I'll go this weekend. I said it before, man. I've seen every Marvel movie up to then. I haven't seen the last few. The first hour was Boersville, dude. I oh, don't yeah. care. I'm not going to try to say that the first hour was great when it wasn't. I see that the critics, by the way, love the new one. Really? <laughs> Who can criticize that without getting canceled? No. Anyway, more rules. You make sure that you use your body to block us from anybody who would be coming in that theater to do us harm. Who would okay. do that? Who's going to Everybody, they're going to try to what attack. What are you talking about? People are going to try to attack in theaters across the country. And it's probably oh going to be police officers. Yeah. You make sure they don't get in those theaters and yeah, hurt okay. yeah. people of color. That is your job. Got to it. do anything other than this is anti-black. Got it? Could you, 
So if you stay away, you're anti-black. You go and buy the ticket and give it away. And guard the theater door. Yes. I'm just... I'm just trying to picture this scenario in which I go and buy a couple of uh, tickets to Black Panther and then just stop random yes. black people on the street and saying, this is stuff you like, right? Here you go. <laughs> well, hold on a second. How are you doing financially right now? Yeah, well, yeah, I got to see your W-2 first. <laughs> right. Yeah. Are you doing okay? Got to meet the threshold. Uh-huh. Okay, because if you're poor enough, I want to treat you to a movie. That's insanity. Wow. What if, I want to ask her, what if they say it's okay that I come in? I don't think she wants me to. Okay, got it. Um, wow. Deadly hybrid monkey pox strain. That's the story we get to next. Great. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, my apologies. Got to make a correction. Uh, the new Black Panther movie doesn't open until November 11th. Oh. I had seen some reviews, even though none are posted yet at Rotten Tomatoes, that said it's, you know, really good. Um, but was a little thrown off at the social media influencer that has hundreds of thousands of followers that had a message for white people to not go to Black Panther, Wakanda forever on opening weekend. That's right. Um, and I also want to apologize for this. Scott, I was just talking to you with this in case you were going to the movie, just not to go opening weekend. I don't know if you fit the bill for what the activist was saying as far as who her message was intended oh, for. Oh, well, maybe not. I don't know. Um, I think it was wimpy people. Wimpy? Yeah, wimpy. Mm. Um, what is it? This message... Yeah. is to all our would-be accomplices and maybe, white allies. Maybe would-be. This message is to all the white people who have BLM in their bio. You don't have BLM in your bio. No, I do not. Are you an accomplice? I don't believe so. Okay, so maybe... So I, maybe I'm okay. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't think we need to go through the... I, don't, I still don't think you're welcome from what she said. Well, you I, buy I, your ticket. Yeah. You give it to a black person or a black family who can't afford to go. Got yeah, it. there you go. Okay. Just keep that in mind. How about just not go? I'm going to respect her wishes me and too. not go. You and me That's both. what That's, I'm going to do. Yeah, and do I'm going to stay part. away for even longer than that. Okay. Uh, David, just to be safe. Any update as far as Nancy Pelosi's husband being yeah. attacked in his home? I don't know. They were, so he was attacked by somebody who was asking for where Nancy Pelosi was. Uh, Paul Pelosi attacked with a hammer. Somebody tried to tie him up and all that. So we're still waiting for law enforcement. They were supposed to be given the update already, and it's been delayed uh, for reasons unknown. And this whole thing, man, it, it it just seems fishy. And I'm not sure what it is, but it just seems very odd to me. Like one of the – Oh, yeah. One of the – one of the stories I read uh, from the Wall Street Journal had a source in law enforcement that said that he had, uh, quote, espoused a number of right wing messages online. But the one that they pointed out was doubt about the covid vaccine, which is actually not a you know, is not an exclusively right wing thing. No. OK, keep you up to date on that. Um, 
and not vaccines, but you're telling me the government lab in Maryland is creating a deadly hybrid monkeypox strain? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 doing this now. Uh, they started in 2018, actually, but they're doing it uh, because they hate us all. That's... Why? Oh my goodness! <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day. What would you say that is at this point? That the Speaker of the House's husband was attacked, uh, and we're still waiting for information on it. Uh, that's probably the biggest news event. It looks like uh, police are coming out now, so we'll see what. Uh, comes out of this uh, news conference here shortly. Okay. Yeah. I'm, usually, I take your word for it. I'm thinking it's Elon Musk and the Twitter thing because the amount of freak out. But we'll see what happens. Uh, we're about with to this. find out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll find out with the Pelosi thing. And then <laughs> Janet Yellen says no sign of a recession, and we're not getting credit for problems that don't exist. What does this mean? We got to break this down with the midterm coming up. There's a lot of nonsense out there. Go up. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the Millennial David Van Camp, the Sexy Boomer Scott Robbins. Okay, David, we have breaking news. <laughs> Sorry, the, the I'm si- trying to figure it out myself. The situation itself is not funny. I, I, I so Nancy no? Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, uh, her husband was attacked apparently uh, in their home. Somebody got into their home, which I thought. They had a bunch of security and whatnot, but apparently they were off last night. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so the guy goes in and attacks Paul Pelosi and tried to tried to tie him up. Now, the initial reports were that he had a hammer. And then I yeah. see, well, he took actually the hammer away from Paul Pelosi. But, but now the cops are saying they both had hammers? Were they just That's like... That's the way I understood it from... The pressure that they just had. Yeah, I thought that too. Trying to make sense of it. Mm-hmm. You want me to just play what, yeah, what just happened? Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll try to go on this journey together. All right. They encountered an adult male and Mr. Pelosi's husband, Paul. Okay, this is when cops got there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. Was Pelosi holding a hammer and the suspect holding a hammer? That's or? what he just said. Yes. That's what I thought. <laughs> I just want to make sure I understand it. Hey, we're both sitting here going, "What?" I know. Really? I, because I, I, I'm, I'm, were there two people there with hammers, or Pelosi had one and he had one? I'm going to play it for you again. Okay. Are you ready? This is so crazy. All right. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. Whoa! Both holding, holding a hammer. Okay. So were they? The suspect pulled the hammer. <laughs> were they? Were they just getting ready for a? Old school hammer fight? I'm just trying to figure this out. Well, you don't bring a pickaxe to a hammer fight. <laughs> yeah, it's just hammer on hammer. I, no, I don't know. This makes no sense. So we're going to go. We're going to continue this journey together. Here we go. The suspect pulled the hammer away from Mr. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. Okay. He, so with, from that, with Pelosi's own hammer. I think he might have been going double hammer. I don't know. He was in possession. Then he would have been in both hammers. 
He had one, he said. They both had hammers. He took the other one away. And beat Pelosi with his own hammer. As if his hammer weren't enough. <laughs> I don't know which hammer he beat him with. Okay. <laughs> I thought he just uh, said golly. that. He okay, let me make sure of this. Okay. Yeah. Paul Pelosi's okay, right? Well, he's apparently going to be making a full recovery. He was seriously injured in All the right. hammer fight. Okay. And he's in the this hospital. Just, it ju it, this brings more questions than anything else. I mean, I can understand why, why Paul might have a hammer. If you're just looking around, someone's breaking into your house, and you just sure. find the first blunt object you can get your hands on. I understand. Yeah. But how did two how did two hammers get into the mix here? I'm so confused. Yeah, so and, am I. And again, it's just like no, I'm not laughing at the fact that he was assaulted. I'm, but the hammer element to me is just kind of odd, and it makes me laugh a yes. little bit that hmm. there's just two guys fighting each other with hammers. Yes. Well, also because I had the piece of audio here. Yeah. And listen, I understand where you're coming from, Scott, and you, David. You have questions. Yeah, I don't yeah. have the answers, but I, I feel like I'm either talking to my kids when they were the, under the age of seven or I'm at the retirement home. Huh? They both had hammers? <laughs> well, I don't know. That's what he just friggin' said. Well, I don't know. You're controlling the audio. <laughs> but I don't and I guess, have the answer. I guess we turn to you. <laughs> so, according to... Because we're having a hard time wrapping our head around the I fact understand. that two grown men have hammers in their hands. They're going at each other. Do you want to proceed? Uh, Sure. Of course you do. Our officers immediately tackled the suspect, disarmed him, took him into custody, requested emergency backup, and rendered medical aid. Okay, so disarm means taking the hammer away. <laughs> we heard nothing of a gun there. No. Right? Knife, yeah. gun, nothing. Okay. Candlestick, nothing. Mm, no. The suspect has been identified as 42-year-old David DePepe. Okay. Mr. Pelosi and Mr. DePappi were transported to a local hospital for treatment. This is an active investigation currently being led by the San Francisco Police Department Special Investigations Division. Yeah, you can get, tell that guy reading the statement, too. He's nervous as all get out. Oh, you yeah. don't think when you wake up this morning you're going to have to go in front of, you know, national audience and talk about two guys with hammers, yeah. an elderly guy and a younger guy going at each other. But the cops must have tackled the guy pretty good enough to put him in the hospital. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe Paul struck him with a hammer. May we don't know. Maybe he did. I, I have no idea. Now, apparently, this guy, according to Heavy.com, some fast yeah. facts you need to know about David DePappi. By the way, there's some yeah. poor guy on Twitter who has that exact same name. Oh, no. Who lives in Saskatchewan. <laughs> that guy's oh, about buddy. to have a weird day, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah, he is. <laughs> I just found him on Twitter. That's coming his way. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get hammered. Anyway, uh, so apparently this guy was a nut and uh, or is a nut and had written all sorts of anti-Semitic things about, like, the Jews trying to steal Ukraine and censor voices and just very odd stuff, man. This guy is not well. So, in other words, legacy media will take that to mean Trump's America. This right. is what happens. It'll be something along those oh, lines, right, if you well, had to guess. Well, yeah, yeah, a crazy person shows up outside of Brett Kavanaugh's house. Well, that was just a rogue operator. Um, but, yeah, if this yeah. guy, I don't know. Again, I don't know if he has any connection to Trump at all. No one has said it.
And even still, no. I mean, obviously, <laughs> the overwhelming majority of people who voted for Donald Trump are kind of horrified by this whole situation and probably wondering why the hell were two hammers involved there? I keep waiting for, like, that dude to say, okay, typo. They were both hammered. Okay, they were both because <laughs> right. Paul, we know, likes a little, ooh, 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 you know, yeah. you just did one too many and they got drunk and they were hammered and whatever. But no, they both had hammers. I think that's pretty much the report, right? Mm-hmm. We are working closely with our partners. Yeah, and then it goes through all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But then he says, that's all we can tell you right now. Very odd, though. And again, this would have been last night, and the guy gets through the sliding glass door. Yeah. It's not locked, and well, there's no, no security. No, it was broken, actually. They, broken. Ju- they put it. out okay. a photo now of, a, I guess, a nearby security camera, and it was broken. All right. Be waiting for more updates on that. I have no idea if they were going to a barn raising or not, Steve, but thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Uh, back to the economy. Um, good news. Uh, no sign of a recession. Who said that? Oh, uh, Janet Yellen. Oh, we can trust her. Yeah, the Treasury Secretary said, you know, I didn't actually see these inflationary headwinds. <laughs> Whoops, missed that one. Well, I and now yeah, I she didn't won- quite understand. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what we were looking at with the supply chain issue, I didn't quite grasp it. Yeah. But I get it now. She actually said that. Yeah, I know. But and, and, okay, so this is her now. Yeah. So you could definitely take her word for it when she says, "I don't think we're in a in a recession or heading towards a recession." And you know what? She's worried that Biden's not getting enough credit for the good things in the economy. This was on CNN. Oh, boy. I don't see signs of a recession in this economy at this point. We have then, unemployment. Then you should be fired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that means you can't do the job either. No. Unemployment at a 50-year low. Mm. There are two job vacancies for every um, American who is looking for work. We have solid household finances, business finances. People dropped out of the workforce. Are they ever going to talk about that? Banks that are well capitalized and... We've been creating average 300,000 jobs a month. The passage of three very important bills, these are problems we don't have because of what the Biden administration has done. So um, often one doesn't get credit for problems that don't exist. Is it over? Often one doesn't get credit for problems that don't exist? Yeah, because they picked so many other things. They shut down those problems. Yeah. Okay. They don't even pop up because they're already shut down. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the Biden master for you. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they've been using all the tools in the toolbox for, although they're missing a hammer because apparently both of them were in San Francisco last night. They were. Big hammer fight. Okay. Uh, oh, first post-debate poll shows, guess what, in Pennsylvania, between Dr. Oz and John Fetterman. Mm. Oh, that Dr. Yeah. Oz is leading. I'd, I'd bet. Yeah, three-point lead now. Three? Yep. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, listen, and you think, wow, man, Dr. Oz is way behind, and now he's got like a three-point lead. That's been quite a turnaround. That's one way to look at it for sure. I can't help but looking at it a little bit this way because you're going through, okay, who would you vote for, everything else, and then they get to the question of, well, how about the debate? Um, Who do you think won the debate? Well, the way you said it, I'll say they said Fetterman. Well, no, Oz wins by a more than a two-to-one margin, okay. like 53.5% of voters said Oz won the debate. But over just a hair over 20% said Fetterman won the debate. 
Hmm. Well, so you got ten people, and two yeah. are saying, "No, I think Fetterman really. <laughs> I think he won that." Yeah, whoever had the D after their name won it. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's ridiculous. But Listen, yeah. man, if you just said, "Hey, clearly he didn't win the debate, but I'm still going to vote for him because of the way I know he's going to vote when he gets that Senate seat," okay? But no, he won the debate. All right. Yeah. Whatever you say. Oh, real quick, did you see uh, the layoffs or, uh, or at least more layoffs coming for CNN? Another round is coming. Mm. I can't believe that because they're really kicking ass and taking names over there. Dude, it's so bad. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's terrible. I mean, Fox, by average, is beating them four to one. Four to one. I, the thing is over. It, I don't know oh, what else it is you over. can You've say. You've got to blow it up, don't you? I think they were trying to get some more credibility, but it's one of those things. You know how Elon Musk just did it with Twitter? He walked in, and all these people that have been in charge, out, see, yeah, gone. That's what that's what they got to do. I mean, they got to clean house. Well, any time that in any business or professional team or whatever has tried to piecemeal their way back, it never works. You either blow it up and start over again, or you just deal with what you got. Because there really is no other choice. You can't keep three guys and dump two and move Jim Acosta to some time slot that no one in the planet ever watched to begin with. I mean, you got to get rid of these people. They got to go. You need a whole a whole house cleaning. But that's part, honestly, like a hopeful feeling. Yeah. That there are enough independents. I understand people on the far left, they do want an echo chamber. But for independents, to a large degree, they quit watching. Oh yeah. They know it's. Honestly, it's fake news. Dude, they have every advantage, too. Every one. Yes. Every they've... single basic cable package has CNN, has, has their, their news source. But for a long time, at least I believe this, and I, I know it, it sounds, mm-hmm. you know, like you're some high and mighty one that's informed and others that little people are not. I don't, I don't mean it that way. No. David, you and I have said this for years now. We truly believe that most people like if they were independent even or even some people on the left see what you actually go through every day of what gets put out there what turns out to be true the people you can trust they would never trust these organizations again oh yeah they would never go seriously to just cnn or msnbc or abc nbc ever to get their news they'd never do it because they would know you can't trust them they're not telling you the truth Mm -hmm. It's more of a propaganda machine. So, yeah, I was glad to see that. Man, I don't know if we're going to have time to get to how swimming in America is racist. <laughs> swimming? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Swimming? Yeah, John Fetterman's wife had talked about that. Because they were looking to buy a mansion. They really didn't want the mansion. They just wanted the pool so they could invite a bunch of people to come swim for swim equity. She did not say that. Okay, if you're gonna double dog therapy, if you go, if you're going, who says that? (laughs) Golly! Now we're gonna get to it. They're all terrible, all of them. We're gonna get to it. And any updates on the Paul Pelosi situation and the hammer fight? We will get to that as well. Coming up right here.
Markley, Van Camp, Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Man, it's a wild day, dude. Okay, all right. There's the story about Paul Pelosi. Yeah. Well, it, it's crazy because he was attacked, but the cops said... Paul had a hammer, too, and so did the person that well, broke into their I'm house. Now, I'm getting conflicting reports on this. Some people are saying that they were wrestling for the same hammer. But he says Dude, they both had listen, a hammer. Listen, They both had a hammer. Listen. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and a suspect both holding a hammer. Both holding a hammer. Now, I don't know if they were struggling with it. Were they both now, were holding they both, it? Were they both holding one hammer, then? The same hammer? I don't know. Because that's how I initially heard it, was that they there was one hand hammer, and they were kind of like wrestling for it but the way he fra- maybe he just phrased it he weirdly. phrased it weirdly because it was like they both had hammers or our officers observed mr pelosi and a suspect both holding a hammer both okay, holding so, a hammer which but if there was just one it would be the wouldn't it the hammer because there but, would only be one but it's a but if singular. it's a hammer mm-hmm. mm, i don't know man heck of a deal yeah it is a, it is a weird thing. Well, the other thing is like this dude who who broke into the house, into the Pelosi household in San Francisco was. Well, did he? Okay, so he smashed the window. Did he do it with the hammer? I I don't I'm guessing. Know. Stop the hammering. <laughs> but, but okay. so so apparently this guy. That's Lawrence though, O'Donnell. That's yeah. out of context. Right. Yeah. So so apparently though this guy used to be a nude protester in a what? Uh, very gay neighborhood in San Francisco was somewhat well known and then now has all this weird anti-semitic stuff on his blog and this is one of those things where it's like okay what there's more to this story and i know that every that uh, the usual suspects are going to try to make this about trump or whatever but man i it, I'm, I'm officially mm. in suspend all takes situation, except I demand to know what the situation was with the hammer or hammers. Yes. Yeah, the Lawrence O'Donnell, that was years ago. It got, it's got it been popular on the right. show. Right. We just, when people were right. hammering and he was on the air and he wanted it to stop. Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? <laughs> Where is it? Well, I, I think both of them were fighting over the hammer. Okay, we got to get set up for the Friday Five. Yeah, we do. David? Friday Five today. Well, we got Halloween coming up, so top five songs with dark in the title because it's going to be dark dark and scary night. It's the dark holiday, Halloween. Mm. Songs with dark in the title. If you want to get in early, it's 210-619-2053, and we'll kick off the Friday Five. Songs with dark in the title next. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. It's time for our countdown we do every Friday, the Friday Five. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow? 
The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Okay. Halloween's coming up, you know. David said yesterday, you know, you could do dark songs. Yeah, let's do that. Songs with dark in the title for the Friday Five. Oh, wow. A lot of good stuff here. There really is. Yep. And there are a few surprises. Overall, am, man, this there's is There's one list. I am shocked about. I am, too. Shocked, I tell you. The number's 210-619-2053. Are we all ready, David? Uh, I think we are ready to rock and roll, man. Uh, let's let, do it. Let's start off with Mary. Hey, Mary. Hi, guys. Happy Halloween Hi, weekend. Yeah. You, too. Mary, it's always a delight to hear your voice. Thank you for checking in. Oh, well... It's fun to listen, and I love you guys, and it's fun to call in on the Friday at 5. Thank oh, you. I appreciate that. So today, not my usual uh, nominee here, but I'm going to go with uh, Dark Horse by Katy Perry. Good call on that. Because I'm coming at you like a dark horse. Are you ready for, ready for? I'll be honest. I was surprised, Scott, that you did not have that in your file. Yeah. You used to like that song. I don't know. It's all right. I mean, to me, all her songs sound alike after a while. Okay. I mean, fair enough. I Kissed you a know? Girl is still my favorite. So that was a big hit. Mm-hmm. What do you give that for Test of Time? See, I have no idea. It's hard to say, right? Yeah, it, it is kind of hard to say, but uh, that riff, the main like refrain there does get played i mean it's one of those things like it's good ambient music for ad campaigns mm-hmm. or at right. uh, sporting events things like that a lot of hockey games i hear it yeah just out of the five yeah by the way as you mentioned the song that made number five happy to see but very surprised mm-hmm. can't believe it all right who's next uh let's talk to aaron in illinois hey aaron yes sir hey aaron what you thinking dark song um Shot in the Dark by Ozzy. Ozzy, yeah. I did have that in my five. I think I'm the only one. Yes, you are. Doesn't hit it, Rock Radio. Big on MTV. Test of time. Not as big as some of the Ozzy songs. So the first couple solo albums. But fun to hear. Enjoy it. With Jake Lee on guitar. All right. I like a name like Jake E. Lee. That would be cool. Jake E. Lee is a pretty cool guitar player. That's you. It's just a cool name. It really is. I'm Jake E. Lee. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. Who's next? Let's let's talk to John in Connecticut. Hey, John. Phillies are so much better than the <laughs> Phillies. Oh my goodness. I'm, John, I'm for me, the Phillies. I'm for the Phillies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, there's something wrong with my radio because I think Mary just missed the five. And she I did, think I had yeah. a mini stroke. <laughs> oh my gosh. John, that is one of the cruelest and funniest takes I've heard in a long time, dude. I'm still fit Holy. to serve on the Friday Five. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yes, you yes, are. Yes, you are, sir. So even though there is a Gordon Lightfoot song with dark in it, I'm holding oh, back. I want to. I want right. to leave that for another lucky caller. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to go with my thanks. second. 
I'm going to go with my second to least favorite Bruce Springsteen song. It's not as bad as Born in the USA, but I'm going with Dancing in the Dark. It was huge. huge. Number four. This is seven for Tessa Time. Yeah. What do you give this for Tessa Time, David? Five. Wow, man. Okay. I actually thought the test of time on that was bigger than what you guys would give it. I don't hear it. Really. Oh, I. It seems like I still hear that song. I hear it at like grocery stores. Well, doesn't that keep it in the? Yeah. I don't know, I, I conversation guess. for I mean, test of time. Once every couple of months or something, it'll be on the rotation. Okay. At my favorite grocery store, which has a hell of a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's Songs with Dark in the title for the Friday Five, heading into Halloween weekend. And who's next, David? Uh, we've got Woody in Vancouver. Hey, Woody. Hey, guys. Love your show. This week I'm going with a popular song from the 1983 movie Eddie and the Cruisers on the Dark Side. Oh, yeah. Woody is going to have a great weekend. Yep. Number one. <laughs> You know it's odd. In a way. When a song you think is all right, it's like, yeah, it's good. I like it. I, I never thought that I loved it. Right. But it ended up with my number one because it was such a big hit. It is a big test of time, and I do like it. Yeah. It's not my favorite song of all these songs that we have, but it's a good song. It was probably... Oh, here we go. It's going to no, get sad. It's going to get it, sad. It was probably 20 years ago. Yeah. That this guy was... Uh, John Cafferty was playing at a little uh, outdoor thing I was at. Yeah. And the dude backs up the truck, unloads his own stuff, plugs it all in himself. And I was like, wow. He was his own roadie. This guy had a big hit, you know? And you were saying it's one of the saddest things. It was things. so sad. I wanted to help him. I say, look, man, do you need help with the... Plugging but, the things in, but okay? you didn't because okay. you, because you were the celebrity in that dynamic. Oh, golly! See, wow. I to me, I okay. Is is this is is this wrong to say? But I would. This is what I would say in this situation. I think I have before. Okay. Listen, dude. He didn't have to go get like a real gig, you know. That, no, that's, that's he see, was that's still true. making a living doing right. what he loved to right. do. And yeah, it's kind of sad to see that, but at least he was still doing it. Yeah. Is that wrong to think of it that way? Even uh, Pablo Cruz had a couple of roadies, though. Right? <laughs> Pablo Cruz. And yeah. when I when I was just a failing musician in Austin, every venue we played at, we were not allowed to set up our stuff. They would send Union? guys out to to set your stuff up. Yeah, wow. this was weird, man. I've never seen it before, ever. And I don't really want to see it again. Not when Scott Robbins is paying the bills. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right. Send Who's your own next? stuff up. What's wrong with you? Let's Rockstar. Ta- <laughs> Let's talk to uh, Uncle Schultz and Gresham. You know, gentlemen, this Halloween when I checked my kid's candy for ra- rainbow fentanyl, 
It puts yeah. me in the mind of a song called Rainbow in the Dark by Ronnie James Dio. Yeah, man. Yeah. Schultzy. Number three. You've been left on your own, like a rainbow in the dark. Just a rainbow in the dark. Yeah. Oh, man. Ronnie James Dio and the great Vivian Campbell on guitar. He could make any nonsensical lyrics sound important just by his delivery. <laughs> oh, he sold it. He was, You're a rainbow! <laughs> and I, that was my number one. because I, I, That's a 10 out of 10 for personal song. like. That's, that's yeah, me too. What, his biggest song? The test of time is decent. You know, man, it's weird because some people would say it's Holy Diver. It's his biggest song. Either way, yeah. that, it's iconic, man, yeah. for sure. Yes. I think it was the keyboard. Yeah, I hate it. It's one of the things, honestly, that killed it, it, that a lot of people, they put that keyboard on it to be more accessible, and people think it would have had a greater test of time if the keyboard wasn't in it. It was just straight-ahead rock song. Interesting. But, yeah, it's always fun to hear that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we got time for one more real Uh, quick. Yeah, I think so. Let's talk to David in California. Hey, David. Hi. Hi, I'm on the show. Hey, David. Yep. Yeah. Hey, I got a song that's not on your top 40 radar, but in terms of test of time for faithful fans of the greatest live band ever, the Grateful Dead, Dark Star, Long Jams, many versions over the years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought he was going to actually pick the number five. That's what I thought. But yeah, we got almost like the bait switch and went to the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Okay. Got to reset. We got our number one. We're still looking for number two. And we're still looking for number five. It's songs with dark in the title heading into Halloween weekend. Man, there's some great honorable mentions, too, that we got to get to. And, man, not much, like, bickering and fighting today. Not really. I kind of miss it. You never know. It's early. Yeah. We'll wrap it up next. Van Camp and Robbins show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Got a news update in less than 15 minutes. Oh, and the Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three stories of the day. There's a lot of stuff up of the day. We'll get to that. We got to finish up our Friday five countdown. We do every week. Halloween coming up, you know. David had a great suggestion. Do songs with dark in the title. There's your number one. John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band from the Eddie and the Cruiser soundtrack on the dark side. We're still looking for number two. Rainbow in the Dark from Geo is at three. And then Springsteen Dancing in the Dark at four. Also looking for number five. With some great honorable mentions, too. From Grateful Dead, Katy Perry, Ozzy, and others. Now back to it, David. Who we got? Uh, let's talk to our buddy Johnny in Salina. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Be Friday, brother. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thanks for checking in, Johnny. 
It has been. I miss you, man. As usual. The pleasure's all mine, man. It's all mine. You know, I've been pretty busy lately doing a lot of charity work for the Clintons. That's why I haven't called in. And I've been tying a lot of hands. I mean, my hands have been tied, man. But it's it takes a long time to wash all the blood out of these castles. You know getting, getting pretty dirty doing that charity work. But I just want to say... You guys, I think you're trying to pull an over on people today. You're trying to trick them. So I'm going to guess Dark Horse again by George Harrison this time. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's a great song. Oh, yeah. Dark Horse. You like that song, Scott. I Didn't like quite make song. your five, though. No. It wasn't a hit. I mean. Okay. And George's voice was shot at that during that album. I mean, it's. Really? It sounds like he had a really strep throat or something was going on there. Notice that on that song? Wow. Wow, the critic of Scott It's comes a stress out. and strain going on there. I don't know what gotcha. it was, but his voice was weird on that whole album. Well, thank you for that. But uh, I like the song. I yeah. do like the song. Now, on with the countdown. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to Bo in Portland. Hey, Bo. Hey, how's it going? Good, Bo. Good, man. What you got? It's for Jamie, uh, Fear of the Dark, Iron Maiden. Wow, man. I'll tell you what, Bo. Great call on that, but the credit goes to Van Camp. Yeah. Number five. Fear of the Dark. You. Fear of the Dark. <laughs> you don't even know this song, do you? No. Okay. Okay, even with a like score of 10, it wouldn't have made my five. Yeah. What did you give this for a hit iconic and test of time? 10 and a 10 and a 10. My personal stereo the hell out of it. I, I got no problem. I just love this song. So basically, if we are the Supreme Court of the Friday Five, yeah. you said, forget the oath, okay? I'm being political. I'm going personal on this, and I rule it. I, that's why I could never be on the Supreme Court. Got it. Okay. Well, listen, man, if you're going to personal stereo it, I'd rather it be for Iron Maiden than like Gordon Lightfoot or something like that. <laughs> so I appreciate it. No offense to anybody on the show. Well, none taken, except he didn't get quite the <laughs> butt kicking I get for doing it. Well, he picked something that rocks. I know. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Bruce Who's... Dickinson's on the Supreme Court now. <laughs> <laughs> he can fly the plane, man. Uh, sure he can. All right. Who's next? <laughs> Let's talk to oh, a double shot of Bo in Portland. Hey, Bo. Oh, another Bo. Yeah, how about that? Hey, boys. How you doing? Great, Bo. Thanks for checking in. No worries. Sorry, I I was confused there for a moment. I wasn't re expecting a duplicate of me. Hey, uh, first uh, first of all, I want to say that police report kind of sounds like maybe Mr. Pelosi and the guy with the unfortunate name are fighting over the same hammer, but that's just an interpretation. Mm -hmm. uh, I but, think so. Uh, as, far, as far as the song goes, we, we all know we have not yet had enough J.K. Lee, so I'm going to say Dreams in the Dark by Badlands. Holy smokes, Bo. Great Gillen. Great voice. Jakey Lee. The first two Badland records are really good. That's all I'll say. David, even you gotta admit that guy's a great singer. Oh yeah. Oh. 
Robinson said, not my style. Well, it's not, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I know we got to get back to it. We're not going to argue over the, the vocal talents of Ray Gillen today. Okay, who's next? Doesn't he have three <laughs> names? Because isn't that necessary in bands like that? No, he doesn't. Ray Jonathan Gillum. <laughs> he died years ago, too. <laughs> You're speaking ill no, of the deceased? No, I'm not. I'm not. Wait, wait, let, let's talk simple. with Kevin in Illinois. Hey, Kevin. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Kevin, thanks for checking in, man. Hey, how you been? Uh, I usually go down the list of is there a Tesla song? Is there an Iron Maiden song? Is there a Def <laughs> Leppard song to appease mm. Jamie? But... The closest right, I could come up with tonight was uh, Billy Squire, In the Dark. Great Kevin song. might be my favorite song on the list. Number two. I love that riff. And that's a good countdown. Well played, everybody. This is the Barkley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Got to switch gears. From the news area today, there's a lot going on. And David's laughing his head off. What is the big story of the day? What happened? Oh, no. <laughs> I, I don't think oh, I no. can say what's making me laugh right now. You have to. You can't I, do that to okay. everybody. Uh, I, I don't know if it's the biggest story of the day, but I see the headline from the New York Post that says, Dirty Dancing Actress Claims Harvey Weinstein. Scott, with the assist here. On her chest. Oh no! Oh my goodness! There's that. There's the Paul Pelosi story getting attacked. There's the Elon Musk taking over Twitter. We'll get to it all coming up. Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Before we get to the Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three of the day, there's a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. First of all, one of the big stories out there. Hammer time. Okay. Oh, see. Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's husband, was attacked by a dude with a hammer. Yeah. We had some confusion on the show, and we got uh, audio of the police talking about it when. The dude said they were fighting over a hammer. They both were fighting over a hammer. They both had a hammer, hands on the hammer, whatever it was. But it was just one hammer involved. Apparently. Or at least that's what we believe. Yeah, we think so. I think so. So, I I mean, the update to this is that Nancy Pelosi's husband is now undergoing brain surgery after the hammer. Whoa, hold on a second. I thought he was fine and he was going to fully recovery. That's what they said. Mm. Doesn't brain surgery sound a lot more serious than that? Yeah, yeah, it does. Well, brain surgery, yeah, is extremely serious, yeah. I guess you could say, yeah, we're going to have brain surgery and we expect a full recovery. Mm. That's tough. I don't know how that works, man. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Anything else about this guy? Well, it's... What's his name? 
Uh, let me see. His name is David DePoppy, I think is how you pronounce it. Yeah, I, I think, think that's so. what they said. Uh, he's born in 1980 and uh, apparently used to be a nudist protester in the Castro district of uh, San Francisco. And so this guy's a nut. I mean, he has been a nut for a long time. Um, and it's really just weird. This whole thing seems very, very weird to the point where, you know, does this is this a setup? Is this like what exactly happened here? When the police were making the statement yeah. out in front of the cameras, just listen to like 20 seconds of this again. Because this is what all we have to go on, really, as far as I know. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. The suspect pulled the hammer away from Mr. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. Our officers immediately tackled the suspect, disarmed him, took him into custody, requested emergency backup, and rendered medical aid. The suspect has been identified as 42-year-old David DePepe. Mr. Pelosi and Mr. DePapi were transported to a local hospital for treatment. Okay. Now, again, it's not like we have these clear answers to what is going on. It is odd as they get there. So the police are there. They both have their hands on a hammer. Okay, a struggle with it. Yeah. Once the cops are there, so the guy, they see him wrestle the hammer away and then start to strike him with it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. How is that possible? I guess if it if it happened really quick. Yeah. Do you have guns drawn at that point? It, There's been a break in. Yeah, it does. I again, I don't. I don't know. We're just gonna have to wait for more information because none of this is really adding up. None of this really makes sense. But of course, by the got... way, if you're just joining us, so we went through this earlier and whoever it is is talking that has the questions looks at the other two like they'll have the answers. Yeah, that's part of what we do. Well, hey, well, what about this? I know. Yeah, yeah. nobody I, knows. Nobody knows. I mean, of course, you've got the usual suspect saying, well, this is a MAGA guy or whatever. And we don't know that that. And also, I mean, the guy was a. A nudist? A nudist protester in a that liberal... That fit and, the old MAGA bro type. Yeah, liberal and very gay uh, neighborhood in San Francisco. It just doesn't really seem to make a whole lot of sense. But that's not stopping. I mean, there's a, a few of these brain-dead leftists out there saying, looking like the attack on Paul Pelosi was a MAGA terrorist attack. If it's true, it's time MAGA be designated as a terrorist group. We will see. Okay. <laughs> Man, <laughs> you really want to stop funny. I'm laughing at Robin's reaction. Sorry. I, I'm just like, you really want to compare the stat yeah, sheet I know. when it comes to violence and which side of the political spectrum has been responsible for more of it? Come on. I mean, we could, we did it earlier. We could do it again, but I suppose we have other stuff that we got to do. Did you have any other updates before we get to the trifecta? Uh, there was tough. one other thing, wasn't there? Uh, that, that's all I got on that front. Oh, well, an actress in Dirty Dancing is claiming that Harvey Weinstein did. La, 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 Yes, thank you. Uh, on her oh, chest. goodness gracious. And, yeah. What? Which actress was this? On, uh, let me try I to find which this role again. Yeah, she it's... played in Dirty Dance because it's not. Jennifer Grey? No, nah, not Jennifer Grey, right? Wouldn't be Jennifer Grey. Well, maybe it would be Jennifer Grey. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just wondering now because it's like, is it somebody who had a small part? And, you know, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie in a long time, so. 
I don't even know if that would really help me all that much, to be honest with you. So it does not say in the story, David? Who uh, it was? I, I did not see it initially, but I'll have to right. well, look. reopen this story. Okay. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's hard to keep it all straight. It is. That's why it takes three of us for crying out loud. Right. <laughs> a lot of heavy lifting here. Well, yeah, I mean, seriously. It was, uh, at, uh, sorry, the ref- the woman is referred to as Ashley M. Hmm. Okay, no, no. not familiar. And then it is saying that this dude, whoever attacked Pelosi, I'm just seeing this now from Fox, was linked to COVID conspiracies. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Here we go. Well, you know, and you, you see that, and you're like, okay, what conspiracies are we right. talking about? You mean the ones that Fauci had? Yeah. Because what used to be called conspiracies are now right. true. I, who knows, dude? Yeah. You don't know. All right, you ready for your big three? Yeah, that's right. All right, let's do this. Are you ready? One, two, three. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott's got three stories today, every day at this time, trifecta, and helped by his hero in life, his top 40 hero. Hey. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good. Okay. I'm ready. For the okay. weekend or just for this? Okay. Three. All right. Number three, Tom Brady and Giselle Munchen are divorcing. Yeah, this is, uh, this is sad news, but uh, I guess not completely unexpected, right? Uh, Tom and Giselle officially announced their divorce. Separate Instagram posts. Isn't that how everybody announces their divorce right. on Instagram? Uh, the quarterback and the supermodel said, no, nah, we've grown apart from each other. And they are still, uh, you know, very interested in raising their children. And the decision and to end our marriage is never easy. They said all the right things, but we've grown apart. And, of course, it's difficult to go through something like this. Giselle said she feels blessed for the time we had together and only wish the best for Tom always. Hmm. I'm beginning to realize it's time for a change. And she sent Pete Davidson keys to the house. <laughs> He's the middle reliever, David. Yes, he is. Yeah. He's coming in now. Okay, none of us know until the inner the workings of this. Until the closer comes in. Pete Davidson's not going there. No, he's. He, I think Pete Davidson in this scenario <laughs> would be more the uh, like the Cooper Rush, since we got to stick with football. Yeah. What's your gut reaction to that whole thing? Is it them getting divorced? Yes. Well, it's Tom because Brady's fault, 100%. Yes. This is a common refrain because none of us really know the no, he, he, any this, of it. He made a choice. He chose football over his wife and children. Yes. That was the statement. And again, Part of hers I, was, it was, hey, it's time for you to spend time with the family. And he's like, no, or, I'm not, I don't want to do that. Remember the day we first heard of this? David, your statement at the time was, Tom Brady chose football over his family. Yeah. It was that simple. And the further... You know, time goes on, the more it seems to be that simple. Yeah. Well, and then he wasn't at training camp until really late, and there's some family business or something. Yeah, and yeah, I think that usually probably. that means dissent in the household. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I do wonder, though, again, because I, I, I tend to think that, like you said, we don't know these people, but I tend to think, yeah, it looks like he did pick football over family. But yeah. you don't know. I mean, maybe the maybe the marriage was falling apart, and then he's just like, you know what, I'm – I'm just going to go play football now. Maybe it was already. That could be. I'm going to get away from you and this and go do something else. I have options. 
Well, yeah, but man, you get kids involved too. Oh, I know. And they're living in different cities. It's a freaking mess. But man. they're going to continue to co-parent and love their children, of course. Yeah. Who he's, doesn't? He's, he's right, everybody says that. Right. He was probably the people was. that consciously uncouple and all that garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was, All right. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Maybe Kanye could help him out. You just you, you buy a house right across the street from the one you used to live in. Well, Casey, there's a guy that knows about divorce, too. Yes. Anyway. Well, uh, he, um, well yeah. And he, two. And about the second or third wife killing him, yeah. Yeah. Number two, uh, real clear politics. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> real clear politics has its election projections out. Yeah, 10 days out, and here's the projections for the 2022 race. Mm-hmm. Although we've already heard that Pennsylvania may not be. That, that, that Of course, the county could last a lot longer, like until Christmas. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. Uh, but but they, they looked at this thing, and right now they are giving a very, very clear advantage to the Republican Party in every single plus. It's plus three with 10 days out, plus three in the Senate, plus 30. In the House, and plus four in the governorships. Okay. For the Republicans. All right. So, so that, that's counting up all these races? Yes. And saying here that what? Chances well, actually, of taking over the Senate? Is that what you mean? Completely accurate. 30.5 in Congress, plus three in the Senate, plus three in the governorships. Okay. I know from uh, the one odds website that is usually fairly accurate yeah it is now the republicans a 66 percent chance of taking the senate that's the highest i had seen that yeah because it was upside down for a while and the house is somewhere around 80 percent well now like you that. were talking about oz uh, picking up what was it what was your he's plus three plus in pennsylvania three the poll that, the first poll that came out after the debate the other night wow and and Arizona is Kerry Lake is now lapping the competition. Oh, for governor, yeah. If we, if we're to believe what we're seeing anyway, it's like plus eleven. Yes, the, anywhere from plus three to plus eleven. Yes. Now on with the countdown. Yes, we're all the way up to number one. The Scott Robbins trifecta top three. What is your number one? Number one, I'm going to be reading you some tweets about the Paul Pelosi attack from Representative Adam Kinzinger. Yes, we want to oh, hear this. Okay, interesting. Went ahead. Okay. Fired up I, his phone. By the way, just for the record, that guy is incredibly bad at what he does. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. Uh, he says, a 42-year-old obsessed with January 6th, election conspiracies, religious tones, attacks an 82-year-old man with a hammer. Paul was struggling with him. How terrifying. Every GOP candidate and elected official must speak out and now. I want to be clear. When you convince people that politicians are rigging elections, drink babies' blood, etc., you will get violence. This must be rejected. This is why the January 6th committee is so important. (laughs) Holy mackerel! (laughs) Was he boozing again and tweeting? I don't know. He does kind of have permanent uh, booze bloat, doesn't he, these days? I think so. I don't know what's going on there. He needs to stay away from that. Who's drinking blood, by the way? Was it? I, I don't even know Q&I, what that means. I think it's talking the blood about blood drinking. Yeah, I think that's part of the whole. Q&I that's a new one for me. Thing. I didn't know that one. Okay, yeah. hold on a second. Is that what people are saying about this dude that attacked Pelosi's husband? He's a QAnon person. No, I I hadn't heard that. No, he's Adam Kinzinger is making things up again. 
That's what he does. Yeah. He makes things up. Unreal. Yeah, we is. don't even know anything about this dude other than what we just talked about. No. And he went through all of that? Yeah. And every GOP Bad guy. member has to denounce this? Yeah. People don't even know who this person is. I'll tell you what. The election can't come quick enough. That dude, Just the weeper, my out. goodness. You know, you talk about the impact oh, of that gay. day. Uh, but you guys won. You guys held. You know, democracies are not defined by our bad days. Okay. I mean... I don't know what <laughs> he just embarrasses himself. He continues to do it. I don't, I don't, Adam, that's I don't, amazing, man. It's like Adam. I don't know what your definition of uh, uh, one means, but letting people in to the place you're supposed to protect, and then clearing the place after everybody kind of wanders away, is not my definition of winning. No. It really isn't. And there you have it. Yes. Wow. That's quite a trifecta. Adam it's been quite a day in the news. Jeez. Yes. All right. Oh, there's still something I got to get to that I promised you earlier, Scott, and other people I promised. What? And that was Fetterman's wife yes. saying that, yes, swimming in America is racist. Oh, my gosh. She did say I've it. I've never heard this before. Yeah, okay. We'll get to that. News update and Nimrod's the news on the way. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, we're running out of time. Told you we'd get to this. John Fetterman now trailing Dr. Oz. How about it? Three huh? points after the debate first poll. That's what yeah. it says. Hmm. David, you've mentioned Zell Fetterman, his wife. Yeah. And there's an opinion out there. She really wants the seat for herself. Oh, yeah. She's a horrible person. Uh, but listen. Not so much because she she wants to make things right with people in this country, and she wants you to know when her and John were looking at this mansion to buy, they didn't really want the mansion. They wanted the pool, okay, because historically swimming in America is very racist, and that's why they wanted the mansion. So take her word for it. And while we did not want the mansion, that mansion came with the pool, and the pool I wanted. And the dream was to open this pool and make it a public pool turn it into the people's pool mm -hmm. and ensure that um, young people across Pennsylvania could learn how to swim and learn water safety. And okay. I bet your neighbors would have loved that. <laughs> of color because of lack of access. Yes. Lack of access to pools. Yes. Work to right some of the wrongs. You know, historically, um, swimming in America is it's very racist. So there you go. Well, yeah. She's looking to right the wrongs. This Joe That's Biden fun. was around threatening to whip black people with chains. <laughs> He said it. <laughs> She's here to right that wrong. That's right, David. Oh, my gosh. We hey, got to get think the about the When the going Wait. gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. There's too much to fit it all in. Oh, I know. But I got to make this fast, too. Dude, this is out of Chicago. Um, he was in jail because he punched a woman in the face during a robbery attempt and kicked a cop in the groin. He gets out of jail. Six days later, he punches a woman during a robbery and kicks a cop in the groin. He's going back to jail. 
Not until he's punched and kicked in the groin himself. <laughs> I hope yeah, so. Uh, and that's Nimrod's in the news.